Soon land greed and coveting will once again turn the glen's sweet grass into a sea of running red, and many good men will lose their lives. But even when the last clansman sinks to his knees, his sword sullied and the end near, the real battle is only just beginning. When it is done, the glen of many legends will be forever changed, as will the hearts of those who dwell there. Chapter 1. Blackshaw Castle, the Glen of Many Legends. Autumn, 1396. A battle to the death! Alistair MacDonald's deep voice rose to the smoke-blackened rafters of his great hall. Across that crowded space, his sister, Lady Katrina, stood frozen on the threshold. Alistair's harsh tone held her there but she did lift a hand to the amber necklace at her throat. A clan heirloom believed to protect and aid MacDonald's, the precious stones warmed beneath her fingers. She fancied they also hummed, though it was difficult to tell with her brother's roar shaking the walls. Other kinsmen were also shouting, but it was Alistair's fury that echoed in her ears. His ranting hit her like a physical blow. Her brother was a man whose clear blue eyes always held a spark of humour, and his laughter, so rich and catching, could brighten the darkest winter night, warming the hearts and spirits of everyone around him. Just now he paced in the middle of his hall, his handsome face twisted in rage. His shoulder-length auburn hair, always his pride, was untidy, looking wildly mussed, as if he'd repeatedly thrust angry fingers through the finely burnished mane. Sakes, this is no gesture of goodwill. His voice hardened, thrumming with barely restrained aggression. Whole clans cut down, good men murdered, and for naught, as I and my folk see it. Everywhere, MacDonald's grumbled and scowled. Some shook fists in the air, others rattled swords. At least two spat on the rush-strewn floor, and a few had such fire in their eyes it was almost a wonder that the air didn't catch flame. Only one man stood unaffected. A stranger. Katrina saw him now because one of her cousins moved, and torchlight caught and shone in the man's heavily bejeweled sword belt. She stared at the newcomer, not caring if her jaw slipped. She did step deeper into the hall's arched entry, though her knees shook badly. She also forgot to shut the heavy oaken door she'd just opened wide. Cold, damp wind blew past her, whipping her hair and gutting candles on a nearby table. A few wall torches hissed and spat, spewing ashes at her, but she hardly noticed. What was a bit of soot on her skirts when the quiet peace of Blackshaw had turned to chaos? When Alistair spoke of war? As chief to their clan, he wasn't a man to use such words lightly. And even if he were, the flush on his face and the fierce set of his jaw revealed that something dire had happened. The stranger, a lowland noble by his finery, didn't bode well either. Men of his ilk never came to Blackshaw. 
The man's haughty stance showed that he wasn't pleased to be here now. And unlike her brother, he'd turned and was looking right at her. His gaze flicked over her, and then he lifted one brow, almost imperceptibly. His opinion of her was palpable. The insolence in that slightly arched brow, a galling affront. Annoyance stopped the knocking of her knees, and she could feel her blood heating, the hot colour sweeping up her neck to scald her cheeks. The man looked amused. Katrina was sure she'd seen his lips twitch. Bristling, she pulled off her mud-splattered cloak and tossed it on a trestle bench. She took some satisfaction in seeing the visitor's eyes widen and then narrow critically when he saw that the lower half of her gown was as wet and soiled as her mantle. She had, after all, just run across the narrow stone causeway that connected her...